HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. This episode is brought to you by Bento Box, a hospitality platform that empowers restaurants to own their presence, profits, and relationships directly through their website. Opening soon listeners save 40% on the setup fee at getbento.com slash opening soon. That is G-E-T-B-E-N-T-O dot com forward slash opening soon. Hi, and welcome to Opening Soon on Heritage Radio Network. I am your host, Jenny Goodman. And I'm Alex McCreary. And if you're just tuning in to our second season, Opening Soon is a show all about the business of opening restaurants. We talk to some of the world's greatest chefs and restaurateurs and vendors that help take your business from an idea to opening soon. And this is the last episode in our second season. So we do want to do a call for all of you out there listening. If you are thinking about opening a restaurant or you're in the early stages, we got some really exciting things planned for season three and season four. And we want to hear from you and potentially feature you. So slide into our DMs or email us or send a carrier pigeon, whatever it takes. Slide in. Slide. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Um, in speaking of that, we're, we're talking today about working with family. Um, and luckily my other half did some research and pulled some uh, interesting numbers that were, they were actually quite surprising. So there's over 1.4 million businesses in the U S are run by married couples. Um, there's clearly, uh, you know, dozens that we could probably rattle off here in New York that we know quite well. Uh, just in restaurants and family owned businesses account for 64% of the GDP and they also account for 62% of all employment opportunities. So chances are good you're working for a family and they're not as uh, random as you might think. Um, so it makes working with your family so appealing and what are some of the challenges? As a husband and wife team uh, ourselves we're excited to sort of get to the bottom of some of these questions and we've got uh, two people that can hopefully answer some of those tough questions in our studio today with uh, David and Anna Posey of Elska in Chicago. 
So if you aren't familiar with David and Anna, they have worked their way through some of the best kitchens in Chicago before partnering on their restaurant, Elska, and, uh, and on West Randolph. It's delicious. If you're in Chicago, go visit them. Elska has won numerous awards, including being featured as one of Bon Appetit's best new restaurants in 2016 on their Bon Appetit 10 list and one of Eater's best new restaurants in 2017. They also have a Michelin star, which they've held since 2017. So we're super excited that you're here for what we're dubbing our couples therapy session. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Yeah, Thanks. welcome, welcome. So tell us a little bit about how you guys met and, and what was the impetus for Elska? Yeah, uh, so we both met at Blackbird. What year was that? It's right after you became a chef. 2010. 2010. Uh, David had just become chef de cuisine after working there for quite a few years, and I was a lowly pastry intern. Um, and yes. David, <laughs> David, David, like that. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. So after I left, we started dating. So it was all very, oh, after, very cool. Yeah. Uh, were you guys like flirting in the kitchen though while you were there? A like, bit. did you have any idea that he was, you know, that. He was into Everything you. was professional. Everything was professional. Yeah, 100%. He had just gotten promoted here. <laughs> I know. Yes. <laughs> Got it. And? And, and? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so, yeah, I guess Elska, I don't know. It happened so naturally, I think, as soon as our relationship was, you know, became serious pretty quickly. Um, it just kind of became part of the conversation, I think, you know, through our whole relationship, and we still do. We traveled and ate and ate travel to eat um oh, we're not the only people who do that <laughs> right. we eat four meals a day when we travel how about oh, you yeah, guys yeah. we used to be able to now we can't I know. yeah it's like the indigestion yeah. age starts oh, to creep man. up on a lot, you a lot more naps now yeah. but um but i guess like just seeing these restaurants around the world really influenced us and as young cooks and chefs and um i think when we even before we got married we were talking about you know our restaurant and when that would happen and I think it just kind of felt natural uh, when we split off from the company we were working for. And yeah, I don't know. It, there was never, you know, now it's Elska, but it was never, you know, it didn't have a name. It was just kind of this image of what we wanted. And we wanted something very casual, but uh, fine dining and approachable and something that we felt would fit into the Chicago scene really well. So when you guys were, so you guys worked together at, very briefly at Blackbird, and yeah. then you were, you were in the same restaurant group, but then you guys weren't actually working together, so then Elska was the first time you came back together to work together after how many years? Uh, it was actually the first time we really ever worked together, <laughs> really? Uh, because I, I, you know, I was this chef de cuisine at Blackbird, uh, but never really was involved with the pastry kitchen at right. all. I, I would go up there to, uh, that's where me. our PDR kitchen is, so I'd go up there and, and do that, and then go and flirt with Anna. <laughs> uh, he was up there a lot more yeah. often than he needed to be. <laughs> it, it really it. <laughs> uh, felt very natural with Anna running the publican and myself running or being the CDC of, of uh, Blackbird. It was when we started talking about Elska, which has been in my mind ever since I was 15. I've always wanted to own a restaurant, not like run a restaurant, but like be the owner. Um, I didn't really know what style of restaurant it was going to be, but I just, I knew it was going to happen, and then Anna and I were together for, you know, three years, maybe. No, longer than that. Before like, we opened it? No, before I quit Blackbird, and then... Uh, yeah, maybe four years. Yeah, yeah. but we, we were at, a, like, a solid solid enough state to know that she was just naturally going to be the pastry chef. It was gonna, it was just going to happen. Did we you guys were, hesitate yeah. at all about the idea of working with your partner? I don't think so. 
No, really? I think it would. I mean, naturally, you're always you're nervous, or you'd want to like. We took precautions, so like you know, you you go to therapy, like you want to <laughs> before you even open, because we're like it's gonna be hard, and it's a completely different. You know, not many people. I guess some a lot of people do, but yeah. it's uh, something that people don't talk about. Like how how can we have a really healthy relationship and a restaurant if we've never even worked together? Um, so we took precautions, and I think therapy was really great in doing that before we opened. Um, it also adds a level of commitment, I think, that mm. to your business and to your relationship. That now you're right, you're involved in multiple ways with your partner, like. It's, right? You're yeah, working on both. Sure. You're yeah. working yeah. on both, yeah. yeah. And sometimes it's really hard to separate the two from, you know, home life and work life. And you have to, yeah, you have to work right. on If something it. goes yeah. sour at, at the business, then how does that work out with your partner at home? If something goes sour at home, then how does it work out with your business? Well, okay. yeah. Those are things that, you know, I think a lot of people probably think about before they did. Did that cross your minds at all? Or you just felt confident in what you were doing? I think I think we were confident enough in our relationship that we knew whatever issues we did have, and we did have you know problems at the restaurant um, that would transfer to our personal life. And it's you know I think we were always confident enough that we could handle that and we'd get through it. And I think all the pros outweigh all the cons. You know, like of course you have fights with your significant other, and being a business partner, you have those fights, and sometimes it's more elevated. Right. But you also have this person who's behind you one hundred percent, and we're lucky enough where we have like a very, very similar vision. So you just always have this person who's like, you know, we're best friends and best business partners. And I, I kind of, I guess I don't feel bad, but we're so lucky that to have each other in this because it's so hard. It's it a hard so thing to hard do. It's so hard to own a small business. Yeah. yeah. It's so true. And I think the thing that's key, what comes up a lot when we have partnership discussions on this show or just with people in general is about vision alignment. And that's mm-hmm. like always comes up as the, biggest thing is like you have to have the same vision or else it's never going to work whether you're married or business partners or whatever kind of partner yeah yeah and I think focus within your own lane I know that you know um you guys your pastry David your savory within the restaurant do you guys ever cross over those lines do you stay out of you know do you ever give feedback on David's menu for savory and vice versa I think does that go over well (laughs) (laughs) I think we always yeah. yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> we always want to hear each other's opinions, mm-hmm. so we'll normally taste each other on on dishes that we're putting on the menu. I think the hardest time, for sure, was when we were first opening, and we didn't really like. You're so excited about everything, and you just want to do everything and get everything done. So we'd step on each other's toes a lot, and that really sucked because I don't know. You you, you didn't know if you were responsible for stuff. Like, am I going to get it this week, and you're getting it next week? So eventually we just kind of figured out who, who does what. And, right. you know, you ended up doing a lot of PDR stuff. You do a lot of the mm-hmm. PR stuff. I do a lot of the financials for the kitchen. Uh, and, you know, like it, you, you find your roles. It definitely what, wasn't clear when we first opened. What about in the, in the process of building? Either one of you had more of a business background or how did, how did that shake down as a partnership? Uh, that was hard. I think you did most of... You did a lot of it. I did. I did most of it. I think um, you're like the GC. Yeah, <laughs> you're there with a sledgehammer. Being I, like, I was yeah, there. A lot, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, definitely. You know, other people did it, but I, I was involved. Kyle, also our uh-huh. our first GM, did a lot of the stuff, a lot of the like groundwork, getting you know licenses and stuff figured out. Uh, but I think, yeah, I definitely I think took a, a lead. Yeah. 
and you took a lot more of the stress, I think, too. Yeah. Yeah. So when you guys were developing the, the concept and opening the restaurant, you didn't have, like, a formal operating agreement, like, hey, Dave is responsible for ABC and Anna is responsible for XYZ. No. 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 We, we had a marriage. That was the only contract we had. Yeah. In yeah. hindsight, would you recommend that, or do you think that there's – you think it huh. – uh, I mean, yeah, it, it would it would definitely help. It would right. – uh, you know, I think just delegating responsibility, I think, is always a good idea. Right. And both of you were not working anywhere else at the time, is that correct? No. No, we had like small um, like consulting gigs, and I was at Publican a little bit longer. Like right after you left Blackbird, I was still at Publican for a few months. Mm. Um, oh, like a year. Oh, yeah, was it? Yeah. yeah. Like it was a fast. few months, so, slash <laughs> a like year. Months. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you definitely like started out, you know, like you found the space. You mm. were doing that for like the first, at year. least yeah. the first year. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Did you guys come up with like a business plan and stuff together, or that was? I did. I did a lot of that. Yeah, and we worked with our like lawyers with that lawyers too. and accountants yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's. I mean, we go through the same discussion about the staying in your lanes, and it's like those are the fights that we have. Is like I, I say something that should be in like the creative lane, and it's really not my role. And it's true. I, we have an operating agreement. We very like very clearly defined our roles so that we don't go through that. But there, those are the fights we have too. I th- yeah, not, I think that's yeah. the biggest. And, like, we're also very grateful as far as actually being the chefs. Like, I'm so happy that we have different roles with that. Because I think, I mean, I can't imagine if we oh, were both. It would be a nightmare yeah. if we were both. <laughs> <laughs> oh if we were yeah. both the chefs, you know, like, me being pastry, there's days I feel like I don't even see him or talk to him because I'm so in my little world and he's so in his. And um, so I'm very grateful for that. And I think that's why opening was so hard because we're all trying to do this one do thing. the same thing. Yeah. I think too being kind of on the same back of house team though has helped us. If you were front of house and I was back of house and the and the front of house was having a rough day like that wouldn't be good. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> so unfortunately right. our GM gets a lot of that. Yeah. I, th- I think we found a very sweet pocket of of Well there's already sort of like a combative idea of what front of house versus back house can be and there's there's certain people that are breaking that down like um, James Kent when James Kent yeah. was in and talking about you know how important it is that they're that the restaurant as a whole is one family versus oh, absolutely. Just, yeah. like I mean when I grew up in kitchens it was like screw the front of house like <laughs> kitchen is always right we're, we're doing everything perfect like yeah. it's, right and I'm sure the front of house is the same yeah. way yeah. Um, so I guess in that sense the relationship battle could be a little bit different but how does that work with employees today? Because our employees call us mom and dad sometimes. It's like, God, mom, God, dad. It's like, do you guys have that vibe or is it, or is it very, you know, does it feel like a family run business to you guys? For sure. And to your employees? Yeah. 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 We get called mom and dad too. Do you? Yeah. Or at least really? I get called mom. I don't know about you. David's like, yeah. I don't think he's I'm chef. called dad. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I'm chef. Don't call me dad. But it's a very close, you know, we're a small restaurant, uh, 54 seats. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how many people on the small. team? Yeah. <laughs> like, fairly small. Um, see, so twenty. It depends if we're fully staffed, but I would say twenty-two to twenty-four people. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody works every single day and every shift. So, uh, front of house, back of house. But you're not open seven days. Uh, just five, five days. I don't want people to get the wrong idea. Yeah, there. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone so. works all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we're a happy family. I think that's the other thing. It's like, uh, yeah, everyone has weekends off, so they'll like hang out together and. Uh, we do vacations twice a year, so everyone's cut for a couple weeks every year. And when do you guys um, do your vacations? We do two weeks in the winter, so actually like late January into early February, and then a little over a week in over the Fourth of July. 
I mean, that's something that you can't do unless you are like a small family. I feel like that is part yeah, of being totally. a family restaurant. Is that something that you was like part of the business plan from the beginning? Like we will be only five days. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. very, yeah. very important to us. Had you worked somewhere where that was the case or it was just that you had worked the opposite and you wanted to instill that? And in? uh, I know Blackbird, when I first started working there, was, well, I started as a lunch cook, which was five days a week, you know, okay. Monday through Friday, only lunch. So having two consecutive days off was great and important. And when I eventually became into a management role, we started opening on Sundays. We'd always be closed Sundays. So we were six days a week, 11 services with lunch and dinner. And then we started opening Sundays. And then, you know, it's uh, for the business, I think it was a good thing. But for myself, it was stressful because, like, really, you don't truly have a day off. Because right. somebody could no call, no call, show on right. a Sunday. And then guess who's going to work? You know, right. so it, it like, even though you were off and you were trying to like be stress free, there's still that little, the little guy in the back of your brain. Yeah. You're an on-call chef. Yeah. That's no fun. Yeah. It's like, yeah. right. Yeah. So I think being closed two consecutive days a week and having vacation where we don't have to be involved with the restaurant, we're not emailing, we're not worried about what happened. You know, right. it's, it, it was very important. Down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because that makes a big difference for you all because you can actually mm-hmm. unplug because when your business is operational. I mean, when we take time off, it's still like we're still on Slack and we're still on email and we're still taking calls mm-hmm. and all those kind of things. It's like it's really hard to really shut down unless your business is fully shut down for those and, days. Yeah, I think your employees too, like they don't, I don't know if they, I feel vacation is very important because you have to relax. Right. And I think a lot of cooks don't really appreciate time off, you know, for their own they mental will. health. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. they will, and their yeah. hips start aching, yeah. and they're like, fuck, yeah. I need a no, vacation. Yeah. yeah, so I, I think a lot of them want to just, like, power through it and work all the time, and, you know, it's really great to have a crew that comes back, like, fully energized and, like, ready to work again instead of just, like, trudging along, and I don't like it here anymore, so they quit. So, yeah. you know, retention of employees has, I think, been better because of it. Yeah, it's so hard to work on your business when you're always working in your business. Mm-hmm. And so we, we try to talk about that, too, about, like, unplugging and making sure that you're really taking a step back so you can see things from a higher place. Do you guys ever step out of the restaurant and have business meetings that are not just family dinner? <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if we've ever had... We haven't had, like, a business meeting with just you and me. I feel mm-hmm. like we're always just talking about it, and, like, it's always in passing. Mm-hmm. Probably should. Do you, <laughs> <laughs> now you can. Do you have, like, a separate accountant and stuff, or is somebody doing the numbers? Yeah. 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 Okay. So you probably sit down with this person and do run through numbers and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 And our general manager, we're, we're, we have a very uh, tight bond with her, um, as we did with our original GM, too. And so we put a lot of trust into them, and the three of us always talk about any any sort of business matters together because we like to treat them like a partner mm-hmm. how has it been with that that third person since you guys are obviously you know as a couple how's it how is it to have the third partner um obviously not be part of that part of the, <laughs> the partnership that, that you share on the side i mean I, I would think it could be like a little bit difficult or intimidating to work for a team of people that you know is are always probably going to share the same opinion right yeah yeah <laughs> we were talking about that actually uh because for us, it's like, it's so easy for us to talk to each other. Yeah. Um, but that's got to be naturally just very intimidating or hard for anybody else to kind of come in. And like, if we have one point of view, how is that person going to come against us at all? Like, right. you really have to put up a fight. I feel mm. like. Always an uphill battle with it. Yeah. But it's also nice having that outside 
perspective where it's some somebody that kind of conflicts us or, or gives a different opinion, I think it's really important. Sure. How do you guys resolve like disagreements between each other? Or do you hmm. ever disagree? Are you Walk one of those? In. Are you one of those couples? They're like, oh, we would never fight. Walk-in screaming match. Yeah, Walk-in screaming match. I love it. I think the biggest fights we've had have been. Uh, I don't know. I guess we have a different style of. I don't know. Style of chefing. I mean, really, we we don't get in that many disagreements. Yeah. And if if there is a disagreement, we talk about it and then. You know, yeah. I don't it's know. never been a huge blow. It's up. never been a big thing. Like we're never yelling in the kitchen or like crying or like, <laughs> like there's never like we're not fighting in front of our cooks or any of that stuff. But that's uh, good because we have an open kitchen. Yeah, yeah. the dining room. <laughs> yeah. So if there is a screaming match, yeah. Like I feel yeah. like our cooks are more like. Like giving us like eyes that were being too gross, like holding oh. hands. Or, I don't know. No, but it's not perfect. They're not appropriate. I know. <laughs> but, no, it's never. I, I think we both know by now that we need to pick our battles. So it's like you know, if something, if I disagree with the way he approached something, it's like that's his own thing. And uh, if it was a really serious problem, I would approach him on it. But um, but we do keep it very separated. So that's like. We're not going to go upstairs to our apartment. We live above the restaurant. They're so. all in, by yeah. the way. They are all in. Yeah. So we have this weird divide. It's almost like once we go up to our apartment on the third floor, it's like we don't really, we don't want to, we'll vent and stuff, but we're not going to bring a lot of that shit up there because no. it's such a peaceful environment. We just don't want to bring the, the bad juju up there. Um, so you guys are able to disconnect from the restaurant when you're... Mm-hmm. We yeah. try to. That's impressive. Yeah. Do you have like a strict rule, like, oh, we're just having date night, no, like, talk about work, or is it just sort of like organically you try to? There's been a couple times I've been like, no more venting. I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over it. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of keep it. We're pretty good about it. We're pretty good. Yeah. We don't have anything like set in stone, so we'll like, if we need to talk about something, we will. But we try to try to keep the stress out of there. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. We're both kind of bad at. Like we'll st- we'll start stocks on Mondays on our weekends, and uh, I'll go get deliveries. Early I know it must and- be so like tempting just to be like oh, I'm just gonna go downstairs and do like a little bit of paperwork and yeah. a little bit of this and a little bit, of that. and the next thing you know, you're like working on your weekend. Full day. Day. For four hours. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And people will be knocking on the door, and you can hear them, and you're like, I guess I'll go let them in and talk to them or whatever it is, yeah. you know. I know. But so there's that weird. There's always that weird uh, issue of living above the restaurant, but but can't complain. Commute's good. I know. You guys have it dialed in on the commute. I mean, that is just like. Yeah, but in the winter, it's crazy. He's like, Anna, when's the last time you left the building? Oh my God, you're like doing light therapy in your bathroom because you haven't seen the sun because you haven't left the building. Yeah, we just have like UV lamps. Walking the yeah, dog you is have great. like your groceries are delivered. Like what? What do you need <laughs> to leave the house for? What do you need to do to leave the Never house? Never need to leave. Nothing. Yeah. That's crazy. You guys have the Elska bunker. Zombie apocalypse. I know. I'm, we're moving in. I love it. When you guys were starting out, did anybody caution you about working together or? All the time. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Do you feel like? vindicated that you can say like screw you guys this is working really well or i had somebody pretty close to me say i give you guys four months Damn. Oh, that's living, so fucked living up. above the restaurant and like working and i was like yeah it's kind of like fuck you like okay let's pr- prove you wrong <laughs> but it's you know i think the biggest thing was people are 
when you're opening, everybody wants to give their opinion. I'm sure you guys got that too. I mean, everybody likes to give their opinion. Period. Yeah, no matter what. Yeah, that's yeah. just like that doesn't ever change. Like yeah, anything. the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. But most <laughs> of the time, it's you know, it's kind of negative, and it's like, oh, I, I wouldn't go out there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy a buy a building that far west, or, um, you know, down to oh, I wouldn't put the gate up there. I wouldn't plaster your building like that, and all these. Everybody's got an opinion. How and do just, you weed through the things that you know clearly aren't gonna matter toward versus you know what might be good advice uh it's hard it's hard because you you are already so nervous when you're you don't know if your your restaurant's gonna last six months and so everything that everybody says really at least for me it really got to me and you you hash it out with your partner um and you're like that guy's full of shit like who cares (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah some some stuff worried us like when we opened when we when we bought the building there really wasn't much in that area um, no, we were a little far west. Yeah, we're, we're pretty far west of the hub of the restaurant scene in Chicago. So, um, yeah, that was a little scary. It's like, are people going to come that far and eat at Elska? Um, but it just turned out, luckily, that the it's just grown exponentially. There's like, a lot of stuff around you guys now, right? It's like, crazy. Yeah. yeah. And hotels and apartment buildings have just popped up like Right, and Google has like a huge... Doesn't Google have a headquarters close to Yeah, yeah. Google's yeah. right down the street. McDonald's, McDonald's is like three blocks away. Any Google. of those things were in the works when you guys took the space or you were just sort of gambling on... I think there were rumors about Google. Right? There, there were rumors yeah. about all this stuff happening. Okay. And then it actually happened. Uh, and then you could start to see the construction too. So it was like, okay, you know, it is actually happening. So this right. is a, a good decision. Yeah. Are most of your diners now, are they destination or is it mostly, or is it people in the neighborhood or is it just sort of a mix? It's mostly destination. Uh, for some reason we got labeled as a tasty menu only restaurant, which <laughs> we opened to be like the casual neighborhood restaurant with creative food. You know, that's, that's, you know, high end food in a casual setting that has a set menu and an a la carte menu and people only focused on the set menu. FYI, you can go and order a la carte <laughs> here yeah. first. Yeah. So our, our neighborhood. Silly myths. Yeah. We also neighbor- have a burger and fries. Yeah. <laughs> That's still they a myth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, the, the neighborhood business is getting there. We're starting to see people just come to the bar and get like a snack and a glass of wine and then go on, which is nice. I am surprised how the West Loop has been so supportive, though. Like, I feel like we do get quite a few. Um, we have regulars that are a lot of them are or like in that neighborhood. So the West Loop itself has been really supportive. But. Do you feel like people are more likely to support a business because it's a family business versus a, you know, just a couple partners out there trying to make some money? I mean, I feel like it's clear in your story and what you're doing and you know, not just not just the story, but the reality of it is that you're building your own life for your family, right? Yeah. You've got your house upstairs and you've got your business that you run together. I feel like, do you feel like you've had feedback where people are like, supportive of what you're doing because you're a family i hope so i don't i don't know you know it's like what we're doing is so organic and we're not pushing it so much that we're you know obviously we're a husband wife team but um we're not like going around and like plastering it all over the city that we're like we're not trying to make it like this cutesy thing um but i think it's very yeah it's it's very organic but I think it's very special for people to come in and see both of us working the line. And, like, we're not, you know, we're so hands-on with everything. And I think that's been the biggest, the most feedback I've gotten is that 
they're so sort of surprised that we're there every single night. That's and, it's kind of crazy yeah. how people are so surprised by it. And like I'm yeah. I'm running the food to a lot of the tables. Um, just That's because true. I've seen that. Yeah, <laughs> I've been there and I've, I've seen been that. There for that yeah. yeah, and it's just you and you're know, so serious when you're doing it too. Am I? Yeah, not like a bad way. So you're professional. Just, I know she's very professional, <laughs> very serious. Um, yeah, I, I'm always watching everything. That's one thing I've learned is that my attention to detail is like I'm like a little hawk, <laughs> so I'm just like scoping out the room. But, um, yeah, you know, the cooks are running it and, like, we're running the food. And I think that's very special for people. And, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. feels good. What about there's things that you purposely have separate interests on? Are you, like, we have to, like, we need some space from each other? Not in a bad yes. way, just in, like, <laughs> I'm going to do something different that doesn't involve you today. Totally, yeah. yes. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what our, our weekends are for, kind of, because we're with each other all the time. Uh, so I, on every, almost every Monday, Tuesday, I go golfing. Wait, Both days. It's cold. Two day golfing trip. Yeah, two day. <laughs> it's crushing the golf course. Yeah. 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 I do. I need to get into golfing. It's yeah. really? I don't I'm know. Just to get a two day it. break, I can go out and like, do whatever I want. Interesting. I'm like, like if you have two kids. We'll talk about that in couple no therapy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can you can golf if you want. He likes to watch it on TV because he thinks the grass is pretty. Oh. That's my dad. Oh. Close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so actually he'll just turn it on TV and like fall asleep to it. It's so relaxing. It really does for you to well, sleep. They, they talk so quietly and like the soft claps. <laughs> it is very like yeah. there's there's some nice ways. So you golf. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I like, I do a lot of art or all, I have like all like solo hobbies. I feel like it's kind of nerdy, but, um, yeah, so I, I try to do art on my weekends and have a little studio on the side and, uh, I like to exercise and go, go for a run on the lakefront and just get out of that whole mindset. I think that's the most important is just like do something that's not related to food at all. No. Um, but then we usually do like dinners together and we'll go out with friends or something. But When you're cooking at home, who cooks? Me. Yeah. <laughs> really? David? Never, always, never. Always. He doesn't love my cooking. Oh! oh okay. <laughs> the truth comes out. Okay. This is a couple of things. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, it's hot? <laughs> Weird <laughs> hippie food. Like yeah, because I try to cook it like healthy, and he's like, well, just use the butter. <laughs> it's like, it's so much better. I can make it so much better. That's, yeah, yeah, so that's what I'm dealing with. <laughs> and then I never want to have sweets on my days off because I'm eating sugar constantly. So, All right. yeah. He's good. I'll do dishes. It's fine. I do all the dishes. Too. Yeah. And Alex, when Alex, does he use every <laughs> dish? Side eye. He's, I know. But right now, I don't know. That's yeah, weird. I got side eye too. We're all getting side eye. I feel well, like. Well, when your kids he, are older, that's what they're for. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. So he uses every dish and he uses like every pot in the house. He's cooking a meal. That's like, me. drives me insane. I clean as I go. <laughs> break. Anyways, all right, on that note, let's take a short little break and we'll come back with more. This episode is brought to you by Bento Box, helping restaurants own their presence, profits, and relationships directly through their website. Pete Turner opened Illegal Pete's in 1995 to bring mission-style burritos to the local college students. Illegal Pete's has grown to nine locations in Colorado and two in Arizona. But Pete, a big music fan, wanted to offer more than burritos. He launched the Starving Artist program where he gives touring bands a free meal when they come through town. Illegal Pete's is one of 5,000 restaurants that drives high margin revenue directly through their website, thanks to Bento Box. Visit getbento.com slash opening soon today to get 50% off of your new website setup fee.
and we're back. So um, just one quick question. We were just chatting a little bit. So David mentioned earlier that he wanted to open a restaurant since he was 15 years old, which I thought was really interesting. And, and Anna was sort of saying, you know, she came into this a little bit in a, in a different sort of career path. So, I mean, from like a business perspective, it's just interesting that you had this vision and then tell, tell us a little bit about how like the visions came together. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you wanted to do this since you were 15 mm-hmm. <clears throat> and when I met you, yeah, I guess you always, it was always something that you were knew you were, knew you were going to do. And then I've always been, I mean, I went to art school for four years and that's, I was always the art kid. Like that's just what I, that was my path in life. And so when I got done with art school, it was kind of like a shock to me that, you know, no one wants to hire a kid out of art school with a BFA in What do you painting. mean? I'm not going to get paid to just <laughs> paint? What? <laughs> I can't just paint portraits and make a good living. No, I got like a job at Urban Outfitters folding t-shirts for like minimum wage and, um, or that's what was offered. And I was like, I'm not fucking doing that. So after four years of expensive art school, um, so yeah, like I took a break and did a year of AmeriCorps actually and came out east um, and like worked, I actually worked at Delaware. So I worked for the Delaware State Parks and just kind of did something like really hands-on and it kind of like gave me a step back from everything and re-examined what I wanted to do. And then, yeah, I kind of fell into cooking um, and decided to come to Chicago for pastry school. And so that kind of all just, it happened. And then one of my close friends in pastry school was like, well, we got to get an internship at the best restaurant in Chicago. And I was like, all right, whatever, sure, let's do that. (laughs) Um, So just, again, like I've always just been like, uh, keep a positive mindset and go with the flow and I was like sure let's do this so she actually got us the internship at Blackbird she got it for you too yeah, yeah you, you really went with the flow like no, yeah. Damn. Was like, it was like you I get a twofer say, <laughs> I wouldn't say lazy but I was uh, you know uh but you remember Caitlin so Caitlin got us this internship and we worked different days and yeah so I met David and then we got together and he's like so passionate about this and it's it is really inspiring and it kind of just became my passion too I think um and I think it it feels so natural for me to own a restaurant. I don't know if that sounds weird, but um, it's not ever what I expected I would be doing. But it's it to me, it feels like you are the hospitality industry is just like you're taking care of somebody um, like you're having friends over for dinner and like doing the best you can to treat to create this experience for them. And for me, that just feels so natural and I love it. Um, like 100 percent. I, I never thought I would be like front of house or whatever it's called, you know, whatever we're doing. Um, but it just feels so good, and I love. It's such a special thing to have people come in and spend their time and their money, and their few days off with you, and giving you this um, experience. And yeah, it's really cool. It is. I mean, that's why that's what makes you love what you do is just seeing people eat and enjoy yeah. their experience with you. And is there anything that David that like you that is surprising to you from like this was your lifelong dream? You have this restaurant. Is there anything that has surprised you in the process? Uh. Yeah, I mean, I guess there have been so many surprises that I, I don't really, not one stands out. Uh, I guess since I know I've always wanted to do it and I've always kind of like studied and kept up with everything and, you know, I thought it was going to be much easier to have people interested in you owning a rest- or opening a restaurant because I thought I was like, I'm so passionate. People are going to be passionate about me opening a restaurant and like... There was zero response. <laughs> no, so. Anna was passionate about you yeah, opening sure. a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I heard so That's all you shit. needed. I yeah. your back. Yeah. I Any, think, sorry, yeah. go ahead. Oh, no, I was just, uh, it, it's so funny how much it changes to, like, your vision, mm-hmm. like, along the way. I think right. when you first, when I first met you, 
you know, you wanted this, like, two Michelin star fine dining restaurant. I wanted to be the next Thomas Keller. Yeah. That was, like, my goal. Still time. Yeah, no. <laughs> There's still time. I, I don't want that I don't anymore. Know. Yeah. 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 So your goals have changed, too. Yeah, yeah what, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, what changed, what's, like, in what way have they changed, and what was the impetus? I just, I really wanted, like the best restaurant in the world, super fine dining. And then as I kind of became more involved with, with that, you know, working at Alinea was, is considered one of those restaurants mm-hmm. and then going out to eat at all these restaurants. And it's just, I don't know. It, I, I, am still really passionate about it. I enjoy it, but it's just, I like being a little more casual. Yeah. And I think it gives you the life. It gives us the lifestyle that we want. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, a big I don't thing. I would be playing golf yeah. on no, <laughs> I would not. Yeah. No, there's something to be said. I mean, people ask us all the time, like, how are you scaling? What are you doing? Get investors, go faster. And for us, it's like, I really love having a lifestyle business that pays us like an annuity and we have flexibility in our lives. And, you know, that's how we feel right now. I don't know if that'll change, but you know, I think there's, I think people don't value enough having a business that is a good business that you also have flexibility and get to have this like work-life balance. Yeah. And I think yeah. goals too, like it, it's just a different type of goal. Yeah. Like I, I don't have to worry about making a million dollars a year. I want to worry about being able to play golf on the weekends at nice golf courses. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I, and I get to run a, a great restaurant that I truly love. And that so people like, love. That's yeah. winning for yeah. me. That that's is. my goal is realized yeah. at that but point. I, I think, you know, like how we do the three weeks vacation, that's a lot of money out of our pockets. Yeah, a ton. But it's super important for us at the same time. And like, I can't imagine not doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes in the, you know, the balance of employee retention can really shift that that amount of money too. I mean, I think people don't often, you know, calculate and understand the the amount of money it takes to train someone mm-hmm. and, and to put them through that and the hiring process. and things that you can do to, you know, elongate the time that people stay with you, you're, you're saving and making you're a lot more money. saving money for your business. Um, any, we're going to go on to some uh, quick answer stuff, but before we do, any advice that you would give to other people that are debating whether or not they should go into business with their partner, or their family, too late for us, their but sister, brother? <laughs> tell our, our yeah. listeners. I think keeping an, an open mind is, is the most important thing and not being so stubborn that you're always right with your idea. Yeah, I think that's a big thing. Like, I didn't think I was a stubborn person, but I think, <laughs> yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> yeah, you always think you think you're right, and you have to really be open to what your partner is saying, whether it's your husband or wife or business or partner. any partner. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you have to be. Yeah, I think take not Nobody. taking everything personally as well is like the separation. You know, it's hard when when it is your spouse that's disagreeing with you. You like you want to take that personally because it's like, well, you're my wife. Yeah. Like, well, you should be agreeing right <laughs> now. Supposed to agree with everything, but I said. It, you yeah. know, it's, it's when it's when true. it comes to a business, it's not. <laughs> it's not, it's not always like, yeah. 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 Well, it's hard too, as in a in a um, in a creative field. I think you know, I think you, Jenny, take better criticism from me than I take from you. Yeah, because it's I less feel personal, so personal about yeah. the creative decisions it's I make true. that when mm-hmm. I get feedback on it, I don't want it. It <laughs> so, uh, makes it a little bit harder. I mean, maybe it's just my personality. I don't know. But I'm sure you guys feel the same. Uh-huh. You're both creatives. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, 100%. I think that's the hardest thing to get over is you put so much like actual love into this dish and right. you give it to your partner and they're like, meh, it's okay. They're not, yeah, they're not <laughs> immediate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Move on right. to some quick fire. Quick fire. Um, favorite part about working with your spouse? You guys can both answer this. 
being together. Being together, yeah. Whoa. Oh, they did it at the same I time. I kind of like wanted to do the newlywed game, game where you Damn like, it. put somebody out of the booth and we. <laughs> <have> <laughs> <that one>. oh. <laughs> <laughs> now we're showing our age. Uh, the most challenging thing about working with your partner. I think also being together. Being together. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Pros and cons. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, favorite business book. Ooh. Uh, I don't know. If I don't. I don't think. Like it doesn't have to be like a necessarily like business related book, but like you know, I, but should be yeah. something that some, has helped in business. We've had some good like people influence us. We did sure. like Zingerman's training. Oh yeah, that was super great. Um, Wait, what, tell us, tell about, us that? about that. Yeah, because Zingerman's is yeah. Tell everybody what yeah, Zingerman's so, is just in case. Uh, Delhi. Yeah. In Ann Arbor, Michigan, and they have the most phenomenal like service. Everybody's so helpful. Everybody is just there for you. Like, you can't turn around with a question on your face before somebody's there to answer. But it's huge. There's but it's like huge. And they, they end tons up of buildings. just the, the way that they train their employees and their staff is super influential. So before we opened, we hired them. And, you know, they kind of give you guidelines of, of, of what to do. So we did that. And, and also... Is this our, a service that they offer to anyone? Or you knew someone there? That no, they, it's, it's a thing that they do. It's, uh, it's like a train, training. Yeah, a training thing. It's so cool. How long was the process? It was two days. Uh, no, it was one day. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah. I, like I don't want to do it for our team. I know. I mean, everybody loves Zingerman. Like, yeah. if you're friend, my, we have good friends in Detroit, and they're like obsessed with Zingerman. Mm, so right. It's like a. They do like a crazy mail order business, or I yeah, guess yeah. I think they started it's ecom so business now. Yeah. So um, that that was a big one, and then our buddy JD as a he used to run the Nomad here. Oh, JD Nassau. Oh, we, we love JD. JD. Yeah. So he he He's started a, a uh, leadership consultation company uh, called right. Open Up. Yeah. So he came out what like a month ago. So and like this was more for David and, was, and myself. We and had other people, yeah. other people, as you could sign up for a class. But like resources like that were were very important to us because a book you could read a book and it's not. What's the who name knows of if it's relevant? What's the name of his? Uh, open up. Open up. Okay. Yeah. I think the biggest thing, what we've finally after three years of being open, have realized it's like we have to change our mindset as far as, you know, you go into it thinking we've been managers before, but being a business owner is so different and being that such a high up manager, I guess. Um, you just have to change the way you think of things. And well, you have yeah. to find, you have to find new ways to learn from other people yeah. because you're not immediately surprising. in a yeah. position where there's six people above you that you can learn from. Yeah. You have to go outside the box and find mm. a JD or a Zingerman's. To kind of create that culture. Yeah, it's, it's definitely it's hard. harder because you're busy and you're running a, a restaurant and doing all these other things to make that time to find additional knowledge as an owner. Yeah. What's uh, the next one? So, well, we just, we talked about, we usually ask about a business resource that everybody should know about, right. but I think we just shout those out and couple <laughs> therapy was the one that we mentioned earlier in the show. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about any other? And that's not just a joke. That's something that you, you oh, guys yeah. actually do, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would definitely recommend it. hundred percent. As partners or as home partners oh. or both? Uh, I think, I think both. Okay. Yeah. So you talk about business as well when you're in therapy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ours is yeah. combined. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because it's just a therapist, yeah. I know. It's so intertwined. You know, like, just like you guys, you know, you can't ever really break it off. Like, it's just part of your life, right. your business. So, yeah, yeah, therapy, you just kind of talk about both of them, I guess. I think it's, we do it more for, like, a preventative right. measure. So we don't blow up at each other and we don't get in this huge fight that we can't take back things that we say. Sure. And it's, you know. Helps there's communication. Yeah. There's, I, I think there's a stigma 
about therapy to where it's like you go to therapy because you're broken. And that's right, not, it's not, not true right, at all. It's, not it's true. You know, it's it's a very good, positive, healthy thing. I mean, it's communication skills, which everybody mm-hmm. can be better communicators. I yeah. think that's just... Oh, everybody. Everybody, you, yeah. No, if I, you think you're a good communicator, you're a terrible communicator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... I already know I'm terrible. Does that mean I'm a good communicator? <laughs> <laughs> it might work like that. Maybe. Okay. Sweet. Oh uh, mentor, inspirational leader in the hospitality industry. And you can have different ones if... Uh, I think, you know, Paul, Paul Kahn, Paul for sure. God, you guys are like crushing it on the, uh, <laughs> really like are, the like same answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, all, all the one-off hospitality guys that yeah. have been, you know, very Donnie. helpful and detrimental to how we see things in the restaurant. Yeah. They've uh, Down to, you know, like Terry on our first year, every year actually, he's come in and bought like 20 gift certificates, each for a hundred bucks. Who from, is Terry? Um, he's one of the owners of one-off. Okay. Um, Violet Hour, I guess. Violet Hour, pub, Publican. Publican. Some, some restaurants. There's a lot of, like, splitting off in the restaurant group, but, yeah. He's, but we're not associated with them at all, but they just, like, have this, you know, they just always want to help us. They've always been supportive yeah. before and during yeah. us being open. That's great. I mean, that says a lot about your tenure when you were with, with them. With them, yeah. Um, what's next for Elska? Ooh. Or for, or for David Anaposi? Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Uh, Who knows? We definitely, like, <laughs> we've thought <laughs> about anything. it. Yeah. You see so many people opening up multiple restaurants and bars. It's definitely... Um, do you feel like you need thing. to have another one? Or do you feel like know. you want to have another one? I know we want to have you, other, you want, other, you definitely want other to. spaces, but... Do you worry about the additional time commitment, still having those days off with each other or apart from each other? I Absolutely. And I think it'll be different. Like, we'll, we will be forced to step back from Elska. And, yeah, like I said, we're just so hands-on right now. It'd be a huge change. Like if we open a, you know, a bar or something, we're gonna have to split our time. Mm-hmm. Would you ever do something on your own with someone else? And same for you, David. Um, we've talked about it. Uh, I, w- I was offered a couple things like bakery wise, um, that I ended up not not going, doing at all. But um, we've definitely talked about it. And he's been very supportive of it. I think if it feels right and if it still feels, you know, it's got to kind of be on brand. Like it's right. got to feel right for both of us um, because it does affect the Elska image. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but yeah, nothing's, nothing's felt good yet. So. Cool. We'll keep our ears and our eyes open. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we usually do some shout outs to other things that are opening soon before Jenny gets in our list. Anybody that you guys know of in Chicago that's opening soon? Yeah. Or, uh, or anywhere? Or elsewhere, yeah. Uh, the Giant guys Yeah, are Giant opening. is opening oh, yeah. Chef Special. Very excited about that. Yeah, so it's a um, cocktail bar. Yeah, it's yeah. more like bar-focused with, uh, I think, uh, like, I don't know how they describe it. Like Chinese food, but like food court, yeah, Chinese food, wanna... Crab Rangoon and stuff like that. So Sounds good, though. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> going to be Sounds good. good. It's going to be a banger. Walk meets yeah. uh, bar, whatnot. Yeah. Um, anything else? I don't know. I feel like we kind of live under a rock now that we have a yeah, restaurant. That's true. <laughs> now that you stay in one building, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> five days a week. Yeah. You guys get out. You're in New York right now. Yeah. Come on. What do you got? Um, so for opening soon announcements, Redgate Bakery is opening in the East Village on December 19th. So check them out. Um, we Pastries in Philly just opened this last week. Kafar in Philly from Michael Salmov and his restaurant group has now do opened recently and they just expanded to Ooh. their all day and people are loving it. Cool. Um, and then Central Station in Memphis from the Enjoy AM team opened two weeks ago. Cool. Those are our opening soon announcements. Cool. 
Cool. Yeah. Uh, thanks again, guys, for being here. David Nana Posey from Elska in Chicago. Um, this is our final episode of season two. So thanks for tuning in today and, and to the season. If you missed one, now's the time to go back and catch up. We also do a uh, short blurb, kind of catch-ups on our website at tilletnyc.com, and we usually send out emails with those in them. Uh, so make sure you're signed up for our email list. Like Jenny mentioned in the prelude to the show, uh, we are looking for information from people that are in any process of opening their restaurant. So if you've just started your business plan, if you've signed a lease, if you're you know, putting equipment in, if you're working with investors in any of those spots and, and want to talk about your story and share it with us, then please DM us at we are out opening soon or at till NYC is fine as well. Um, and we'll try and incorporate it into a new season for something exciting and for some for everyone else to learn from. So, uh, again, follow us on at We Are Opening Soon, at Till NYC, and then download and follow us at uh, your wherever you get your podcast. Where can we find you guys on social? Oh, at, at Elska, Elska Restaurant. Yeah. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Cool. cool. Happy holidays, and thanks for being here. Thank you, guys. Thanks, thanks. for having us. Opening soon is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter, enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org, and connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You could also find us at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the heart at the top right of our homepage. And thanks for listening. 